0: talk to her here in just a little bit to touch base on something we do know a little bit about, i was hoping that's where you were headed justin bowling's race car this Woo! year yeah hot sharp 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 yeah
1: big shout out to p3 graphics you know yeah eric bryant does a great job every time he wraps a car but and i i know he's at the mercy of what the driver wants but there are a handful that he he gets that are on another level, and Bowling's car this year is another level.
0: Well, you know, the first picture I seen, him, they was just starting to put it on, and I thought, well, that green's going to look pretty cool. But uh, the picture I seen of it finished, I was beyond impressed. That's... When you see what the green actually is, you yeah. know, the whole design. When I first saw
1: the picture when they were just first putting it on, I thought it was just green highlights or a green splash design right. or something. Then once I really started looking at the car, I thought, okay, this, yeah. is,
0: this is other another level. I'm with you at uh, – I thought Justin deserved a shout-out that, uh, you know, that car looks like that. And, you know, we're a week into January, and he's sitting at pretty much ready to go racing. Well, he
1: always is. It, it's insane to me.
0: Like, I feel like Fun Fest just got over, and, and he's tore yeah. down, rebuilt, and ready to race. But i seen the day he had to babysit Stalker. They went to Willie's uh, Carbon Dino, and Stalker can not even stay awake for him, so... <laughs> Well,
1: and I I also want to throw out there, and you were there live uh, at the Hangover down yes. at 411 Speedway in yeah. Tennessee, but I want to give a big shout out, um, Pierce McCarter uh, picks up the win down there in the Masterbuilt house car, yes. uh, you know, from Crawlersville, Indiana here. Uh, so a big shout out to Tater Masters, Jim Beeman, Pierce McCarter, that whole race team, Um you know, and I, I'm going to go back to this. And, and there's been – we've talked about it some on this show before, and there's been a lot of of people on the internet and Facebook and, you know, social media that have had a lot to say about Master bill mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. Tater Masters, if he was sitting here, would say the same exact thing. They didn't have the success last year they wanted to see. But I will say this. Before you go and you start attacking Tater and Bill and what they're trying to do, A – do your homework and know what they are that's
0: a, that's a fact <laughs> because yes. the
1: the history says it all but number 2 don't knock a guy who's trying to put together something special again I, that bothers me it's the same thing yeah. when people pick on cj rayburn and what rayburn's doing just because longevity means something too and these guys still being in the sport and wanting to you know put out super late model teams that
0: can go and compete Kudos to him, man. I agree. If it wasn't for those guys, where would the, the sport <laughs> be? Especially CJ. Yeah, you, you, know? you can go down that list. And, I mean, when
1: you want to talk about – we've talked about, you know, the Jeff Purvis, the Billy Moyers, the Scott Bloomquist, But when you talk about builders and success over the time, it's Rayburn and Master Bill, yeah. man. I mean, now, I know today you can start talking some Rocket and some, you know, some others, Capital and Longhorn. But throughout the history book, I think sometimes current fans forget this age of the history book's only about this thick. When you start going back to the eighties
0: and going through the history book, Rayburn and Masterbilt were it. Well, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but society doesn't worry about history anymore. They just worry about your current events,
1: yeah, and that's rough for a history teacher man that that's rough for me
0: <laughs> me yeah, to, I mean be the stomach he, but uh so. But uh, four eleven is cool. I mean, I it rained all weekend. I got to give him, you know, props for trying to get it in there. The track was a little on the rough side. They worked all night at it. But um, like you said, Pierce McCarter, little young hot shoe there that, uh, you know, did a did a good job. You know, local uh, local hot shoe there of, you know, Hedgecock there led early, but uh, Pierce battled with him and and Dustin Linville till Hedgecock and Linville both broke. So Bill car held up under rough conditions for the win. So, I, you know, I thought that proved a point there, too, that his stuff stayed together. And for anybody who didn't didn't
1: get a chance to see it or know, I do want to say this, too, because you and I talked about it. It wasn't Pierce McCarter running a straightaway behind in third and they broke. He was
0: racing with Linville and, and Hedgecock. He actually had Linville pass two or three times before Linville broke and was gaining on, on – uh, hedgecock
1: because i had seen some of those posts about you know everybody else must have fallen out blah 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 blah. he was battling before they broke And, and i'm just gonna say this the mccarter kids a good shoe and i'm not i'm not making things i'm not making you know ideas that with lucas old but that team master belt with pierce mccarter they will win some big races this year whether it's regional, what, yep. they're going to put that thing in tight competition. And uh, I couldn't be happier, you know, and, and I'll be the first to say I'm biased. Tater's a good buddy of ours. He takes care of us here on the podcast yep. and
0: Jim Beeman. But I'm just happy to see those guys. They needed that shot in the arm. I agree. I totally agree. And I, I know me and Chelsea's going back down February 13th to uh, watch another race down there with them. I think it's just great cars, no supers that time. But uh, I kind of enjoyed 411. You know, it's kind of good. And, it's a cool little track january 2nd we got our first race of the year and i was proud of that, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, that. yeah i got ahead of you last year and you're you're out of the gate you're, <laughs> you're you're trying to get separation on me well i told you we was going to see if you wanted to go and you never bit so i you know I yeah like, okay. this, you know this second career is really taking uh, up se- a lot of free time third fourth career yeah maybe. whatever it is now I've, <laughs> I've kind of lost count but, but um, um but it was pretty cool you know we had a nice drive down there we enjoyed our day at the racetrack and uh and you and I have talked on here before. And if you've
1: not gone to the dirt tracks in Tennessee, especially East Tennessee, you don't know what you're missing. That's a fact. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's. Don't get me wrong. There is extremely great dirt tracks in Indiana, and there's passionate fans and everything. But just the settings for some of those tracks in Tennessee, the tiered parking down there. It just it's a whole different feeling in
0: East Tennessee and some of those things. I was just beyond impressed when we pulled into the property and they had to have four or five people directing us where to park because they had a crowd like that. Yeah. That's... You know, that, that took me back when I was young and you couldn't find a place to park. You know, I pulled in and they're waving us, you know, pull, you know, turn right and then go up here and park and some, you know, somebody's parking you right in your spot because the crowd was so big. I, that put a smile on my face right there.
1: That's, that's cool. And again, I, I appreciate what you said and I'll, I'll second it there let's quit let's quit destroying these racetracks for going out and trying to do this stuff and and hey the owners promoters at 411 would say the same thing it was a rough racetrack it's not what they wanted to put out there but you know what they had the guts to try and run something on
0: january 2nd and you know we've said it a hundred times on here dustin if you get on your social media and all you do is bash that one guy that's thinking about going he's like "Why, why why bother then absolutely and and you'll be the same guy on social media griping
1: why did it close
0: Yeah, and they they help
1: close it absolutely so hey matt let's um let's get ready here because i i am and i know you are as well because this is one that you know kind of came out of nowhere and we've talked to a lot of people on here but i'm really excited to talk to karen so let's uh we're going to take our first break here um to shout out to our sponsors and thank our sponsors um and then we will come back and we're going to give a call to karen jankowski I gotta make sure. I want to say Janikowski because I'm thinking about Sebastian Janikowski, you know, former kicker for the Raiders. But it's Karen Jankowski uh, that'll be joining us. So here's to our first round of sponsors. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's wwwp 3 graphicscom Do you have storm damage to a tree or trees in your yard? A stump from a tree you cut down years ago that's become an eyesore in your yard. A tree that continues to creep over your pool, house, or driveway. Give our friends at Kane's Tree Service a call today for a free estimate on tree trimming, tree removal, or stump removal. They're fully insured and have the experience for any job. Don't continue wishing you'd get those trees or stumps taken care of. Call Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917.
0: Hey, give Brad at Brad and Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812-216-3900.
1: Electrical work big and small, Gilpin is the one to call. Gilpin Electrical Services can do your small necessary job such as wiring lights in your race trailer or adding outlets in your shop. They are also trained in installing whole home backup generators. Don't let a loss of power knock you out of having your car ready for the track this week. With a generator from Gilpin Electric and Generator Services, you'll be able to continue to work right on through the outage. Give them a call today at 812-953-1261 or look them up on Facebook at Gilpin Electric and Generator Services. Don't sit in the dark during the next power outage. See what Gilpin Electric and Generator Services can offer to you. Call them at 812-953-1261. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Do you know what kind of coverage you have? Do you know who to call if something goes wrong? Most of you probably know whether you currently have home life or auto insurance, but do you have the right coverage in the right amounts? This is where my family's agent, Tommy Taylor comes into play. Tommy will take the time to sit down with you and look at your current policy and explain what he can offer and for what price. Tommy's an agent that is going to work for you to get you the best deal and best coverage he can. And when he's not the best option, Tommy's okay with telling you he'd take the other. Give Tommy a call today at 812-346-5664 or email him at thomas.taylor at infb.com. Stop knocking on wood. Call Tommy Taylor today. Is your car damaged? Does it need detail? Rust spots you've been swearing you're going to take care of? How about those foggy headlights? If this sounds like your daily driver or your project car, give Legacy Paint and Body in Columbus, Indiana a call today. They can take care of all those problems and more. They offer free estimates and are family owned. Give them a call today at 812-799-1344. Or look them up on Facebook at Legacy Paint and Body. Again, give them a call today at 812-799-1344. Dirt to Media is your one-stop spot for racing action of all types. They cover Brownstown Speedway, Twin Cities Raceway Park, and Thunder Valley Raceway weekly with on-demand video available the day after the race is held. Also, for 2020, the crew will be covering historic Salem Speedway live. You can also get all the races with your VIP dirt to media membership on demand the day after the race. All of this along with covering the Burris Southeast Karting Series, Burris Blue-Grey Karting Series, and the American Crate All-Star Series live on their platform. It's time you were a VIP member of the premier location for racing coverage both live and on demand. So get over to www.dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. All right, Matt, let's give Karen a call here. Get a chance to talk to her. There's our sound, Matt.
0: Oh, yeah, I love that ringtone. (laughs) Hey,
1: Karen, how are you? Hi. And uh, so, everybody, this is Karen Jankowski. Uh, Hi guys. So uh, this is my co-host. Earlier, you met my wife. This is my co-host, Matt Staples. How you doing,
2: Matt? Hey, great to meet you, too.
1: Great to meet you. So, Karen, I I want to jump off here, and we kind of talked about it in the intro um, before we, we gave you a call, but we always talk about how racing is one of those things. Once you kind of get the addiction, once it gets in your blood, you mm-hmm. can't get rid of it. And I love in your story, you talk about growing up, you didn't know anybody who raced and you go to one race and now you spent the better part of, you know, 17, 18 years, basically in this, in this deal. So how did that all come about?
2: Yeah, I mean, you're right, you know, you get a a bug, whatever it is for, could be music, it could be whatever. In my case, it's racing and it's hard to to shake. Uh, For me, I was lucky as um, I've been able to keep doing it. Um, And you're right, I went to a race uh, back a lot of years ago and it was called Rim of the World and it's in Southern California and it's a rally race. And I just absolutely love the rush of watching street legal cars, racing in the middle of the, the up there it's in the mountains, uh, closed roads flat out. That's exciting. And seeing them wish, you know, super fast by and so forth. And uh, you know, and the people were so nice and so open and it's just, uh, it's a really cool feel and it still is all these years later. It's one of the reasons people really like the sports, kind of a family feel. Um, everybody's helping everybody. And uh, it's just a great sport.
0: I actually got on YouTube and looked up the Rim of the World and watched some videos of it. That was that was pretty impressive there after I've seen the videos.
2: <laughs> it, it is. Uh, the only reason we don't get to run it anymore is, is uh, I think it's not state-owned land. So, you know, that's one of the things we deal with. You know, if you're a track racer, you deal with basically the track. For us, and I'm an organizer of a rally as well, is you're dealing with – all of these different groups to try to get permission to close their roads for a certain amount of time. And because we need certain types of roads, you know, you're, you're limited on where you can run. So you gotta get the county's permission, you gotta get you know the the health department commi- uh, permission and the city's permission, and so you have a, a lot of hoops to go through. So Southern California, they still have quite a few races, but unfortunately that one's no longer.
1: Hmm. So you, you, you start this you know interest, this passion for racing, mm-hmm. and then you end up going to school, um, to a rally racing school. Yes. What Kind of what's that process?
2: Yeah, so I went to uh, the Primitive Rally School uh, back in 2006, and it was uh, basically a two-day school uh, where you drive Subarus and some other types of uh, all-wheel drive vehicles. You kind of get comfortable with you know, um, weight distribution, breaking on a loose surface, uh, you know, all of the things that you're going to kind of experience when you go and try to do a stage rally for yourself. And so I did that. And then the following week was Oregon trail rally. So I'm based in the Portland, Oregon, or uh, Portland, Oregon area now say that twice fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we were having a race and, A team needed a co-driver, so that's the navigator. And I didn't have a car yet, so I said, well, what the heck, I'll do it. So literally, like, the next week, I borrow a helmet, (laughs) I borrow a suit, and I just jump in, which is kind of the story of my life. I'm kind of the person that uh, never has any regrets. If it seems like a good idea, I just do it. Well, there you go. So, uh, you know, hi, nice to meet you. I've never met you before, so let's go flat out on these roads and don't kill me. That's kind of... You what, know, the craziness in it, especially what, when you don't know somebody.
0: What kind of nerves did you have getting in the car, like never knowing the driver, knowing he was going to drive like that? I mean, was your anxiety just peaked right there?
2: Uh, crazy enough, numb, adrenaline more than anxiety. It, it, it's I'm a, definitely an adrenaline junkie <laughs> through and through. And uh, maybe it was a sign that it didn't scare me. That was a sign right there <laughs> that we're on to <laughs> something. Uh, But he had like a 1990 Eagle Talon, um, (laughs) you know, rally car. And like I said, that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons people like stage rally so much is whatever your daily driver is, you can, you can race that, you can rally that. I mean, now granted, Mm -hmm. you got to have a roll cage and, you know, all the safety equipment and stuff, but they're street legal cars because, you know, we drive on the street to get to where we're racing, you know? And so um, yeah, we finished the race and we had fun and then I just never got out of the car. I kept you know, co-driving for quite a few years and I started my own team a couple years ago, Jankowski Motorsports. And then we've uh, got a two car team. So I have a road racing car and a stage rally, rally cross car. So we do a little bit of both uh, here in the Pacific Northwest.
1: So I wanna go back because the the whole co-driving thing to me is is an interesting element because i i'm a control freak yeah, um, me, too. <laughs> me too so <laughs> the idea of getting in with someone else and mm-hmm. they're in the majority of control that's crazy enough for me but then to do it and have just met the person that's a whole nother level yeah. to me <laughs> But what exactly is all the responsibility of the co driver? Obviously navigating, but what what's kind of the process of of being a co driver?
2: Yeah, so I think one of the reasons you see so many new people in the sport is it's kinda relatively easy to get into rally. So you can either volunteer at an event, you can drive, or you can navigate. And granted, you know, as a co driver or navigator, you don't have to have a car. You know, you're literally Uh, Navigating for the person and so the way the stage stage rally works and like I said, it's a little different than than track racing is We basically uh, Have the stage which is where we race and we have transit which is basically the road to get to that stage So because if you picture going in the forest and racing you'll have You know, maybe a 10 mile stage, which is where you're racing and then you've got to drive to get to the next stage Hmm. and since we race one car at a time You know, um, we transit. So there's reading maps. There's a lot of timing and scoring. We have to be at certain places at certain times so that we don't have big gaps in between cars and things like that. And so we get a penalty if we get to our stage late. We get a penalty if we get there early. So as as a driver, I could have had the best stage ever. In other words, I drove the fastest I could possibly do. Maybe I won the stage for my class. But then my co driver makes an error and we get a time penalty. And then all of a sudden, that great stage time isn't so great. So, stage rally is really uh, important to have a, a good co driver. Um, so, there's a lot of uh, team management that they do because uh, we have a service crew. We we're not, once again, we're not at a track. So, our, when we go to get service on the car, we're usually uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, it's kind of a Uh, a little bit of a traveling circus Uh, so there's a lot of responsibility but you know people that like team sports so people that really like to have a team they love stage rally and if you don't like being part of a team you typically don't like it too much so it kind of depends on what you like as well as far as having that you know uh you've got the co-driver driver dynamic you got the car, and it needs to be performing well. And you have the crew, and that needs to be performing well. So you have all of these bits and pieces that have to, to, to you know, be good and effective.
1: So as, you know, from our world with track racing, obviously there's a lot of adjustments that are made through the week and in, in, in preparing mm-hmm. to go for a race, you know. And in our world, shocks are a huge thing, mm-hmm. right, you know, right now, and oh, adjustable sure, shocks. You. Mm-hmm. What, what are you guys doing to, to kind of set up for a race?
2: Well, first off, it's important to know what kind of road we're going to be racing on uh, and what kind of conditions. So remember, we race all over the U.S. So we have races in the West Coast and the East Coast and middle of the country. I mean, we've got them everywhere. Uh, American Rally Association, which is where I compete the most, has nine national events. So everywhere from Oregon and Washington all the way to Pennsylvania and New England oh, wow. and Michigan and Ohio and Minnesota. So all over. And as you can imagine, their, their roads are all different. So up here in the Pacific Northwest, we're really in uh, climbing a lot of mountains. So the roads are dirt. They're a lot of hard packed. So you're thinking about that. You have high altitude. So depending on the time of the year, you could have snow. You could have ice. You can have fog. Remember, we race day and night in any condition, so not much stops us from racing. As I, when we see a rain delay for some motorsports, I won't say which ones. <laughs> you kind of giggle. You're like, "Oh, that's so cute," you know. Um, that's why having Scrub Blades as a as a sponsor partner is great because I use my windshield wipers as an example all the time. Which in a lot of other motorsports, you don't. You don't even need one. You know. Yeah. So, um, but then you go to somewhere like uh, Minnesota, and they have kind of a pea gravel, you know, so it's kind of a real slippy gravel. And so every place is a little bit different. You kind of need to to think about the road, how many jumps. So one thing people really like about stage rally is all the jumps. Mm. You know, it's really exciting uh, for a fan. Uh, But when you're setting up a car, that's important, too, especially from a suspension, you know, standpoint. Uh, So you kind of look at all of those things and look at also how rough the road is. Some of the roads, like back east, like Pennsylvania and New England, the roads can be more rutted because uh, they do logging on the roads. So like there's so many different variables you kind of have to look at. My car is a, a 2017 Dodge caliber SRT4. So, and it's two wheel drive. It's not all wheel drive. So I'm in a two wheel drive class and it's, I got Ryger suspension, but it's a pretty stock car, you know, so you do some adjustments too to kind of help with the jumps and things like that too.
0: Do you get to uh, look at the course before you race it? Like you guys get to drive the course or ride the course to see what it looks like before you race it? Or is it just blind to you?
2: It depends is kind of the answer. (laughs) Uh, Most events in the U S have gone to a, what they call a reconnaissance day. So it's usually the day before the race. We basically, most races in the US are two days. So the reconnaissance day, we literally do the whole race in one day. So we take notes. That's what you hear the co-driver saying. It's a way to kind of describe the the road for the driver uh, and be able to, to go a little bit faster because you have more information before you go into that corner. Because <laughs> remember, for our racing, we see one corner one time.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. We're like,
2: you know, if I do road racing, I I see the same corner let's say i'm doing lucky dog racing and it's two days endurance i might see the same corner 500 times and i'm trying to get it right every time for us you see it once and you hope to god you got it right that time (laughs) 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 otherwise it's bad news (laughs) it's expensive (laughs) i
1: I just gotta be honest matt and I'm, i'm gonna call out you know being the sprint car guy sprint drivers would never be able to handle this no not at all they need perfect conditions perfect track perfect <laughs> they can't ever get to the lineup shoot on time they'd have penalties out the wazoo like yeah. they, they could handle this stuff hey, some... wait wait
2: wait. I, I thought the dirt trackers though they, they, i think they'd be a little stronger than you think
1: yeah uh, my sprint car guys sometimes we're prima donnas a lot of times we <laughs> we, we we gotta have everything a little perfect for
0: us these
2: late model guys there's some late model drivers like that too though so that (laughs) i don't know i've got a bunch of friends that that do late model racing they keep trying to talk me into it and i don't know they seem pretty tough so i don't know i I
0: think you'd be bored just turning left and and no jumps you know you'd probably get bored out there
2: (laughs) yeah probably so
0: so
1: karen i also this is interesting to me too because you made that transition from co-driver to driver um how different is that transition? obviously everything's different but how hard is it to make that transition
2: well so one of my mentors very early on had he had started as a co-driver and then moved into driving and he said look if you want to be a really good driver learn to co-drive first so learn the notes learn to read the road learn all of the bits and pieces that go on and um, and honestly, I never expected to co-drive as long as I have. I always figured, look, I'll keep doing it as long as it's fun. Well, it turns out it's always gonna be fun. So at a certain <laughs> point, I'm like, <laughs> I gotta start driving, I want my own team, you know, all those things. So I did that, but um, I think it's really good um, to know both, because for me as a driver, I can write my own notes, because remember, we write our own notes. Um, Typically, uh, sometimes you get supplied notes, but a lot of us like to write what we wanna hear. Um, I understand that side of the car, and I know how to read the road really well. So I think those are advantages, because a lot of times when you're brand new, like if you came out and rented my car, you don't know anything. you know. So at least I knew a little bit as I went in, <laughs> you know, instead of starting from scratch. Plus, remember the barrier to entry is a lot uh, easier too because to co-drive you really just need a helmet, hans and suit and don't get sick. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of other obligations as far as that goes from a monetary standpoint.
1: As a co-driver, when you're, you know, you're obviously reading notes and trying to read the road, how do you how do you transition back and forth between that?
2: Um it just kind of comes naturally. I don't really think about it, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. You know, a part of you are, is you've got to read the road because the road's changed. Just because I saw that yesterday doesn't mean that's today. Case in point, uh, went to, I go to Canada every once in a while to race because it's only about six to eight hours from where I live. And they've got some really cool roads, too. And so I go to Pacific Forest Rally. We do the recce day. The roads, it's cold, they're a little bit wet, but okay, nothing I can't handle. Uh, We wake up the next morning, it has snowed. And it hasn't just snowed a little bit, it snowed a ton. And asked me if I had snow tires. (laughs) No, I had gravel tires. And then the worst part is we're racing in the mountains. So as altitude got higher and higher, guess what the snow did? It got higher and higher. So I literally, like one stage, there was eight cars went off the road. So literally I'm driving and it's like, oh, another car off, oh, another car off. And you know, you're just kind of hanging on. So conditions can really change.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just love that you tell that story and say, I didn't have snow tires, but there was never a mention of like, we thought about going home. We thought about packing up. No, I just,
2: kidding. Just, just, go. I don't know you that well, but are you nuts? Go,
1: go make it happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, think of it this way. Uh, we have snowdrift rally coming up in Atlanta, Michigan, right? And so it's going to be snowing and icy. We don't allow chains, you can't worse you can't have studded tri- tires and you can't have chains so you know because remember we're we're driving on the road and they don't allow either one on the roads in Michigan ah. uh, so guess what you're going to be racing on snow tires or ice tires and you might have both and then you got to figure out which one you're willing to give up you know huh. so eh, it happens and I finished so it was all good
1: I do think that's probably the most interesting thing you know even when we talk about in in dirt racing and, and oval racing with us you know, talking about how a, how a court how a track changes and finding the moisture in the yeah. track to get traction I think it's amazing talking to you like just like that do I go with the ice tires could it help me yeah. there do I go with the snow tires so when you make that decision are you looking at where I think on the track maybe my style of driving I can be better you know where I can pick up more time how do you make that decision on which one you're going to give up and what you're going to go with
2: I mean, if I was road racing, that would definitely be the thought process. I mean, for us, it's a little different um, cause you're on a regular road and some roads are crowned. So some roads are very narrow, some are very wide. Some, when I say crown, if you get a little too far off, it drops off immediately. Uh, so that's some of the things we put in our notes. So, you know, when you're dealing with a road that might have ice, might have snow, you know, you have to kind of look at how much ice is there really uh, or how much snow. So let's say the road is full of ice, but maybe, maybe the, you know, the, the, the side of the road is snowy. So maybe you take the line that you're taking more, trying to find as much snow as you can so that you're, you know, cause otherwise you won't have any grip. Uh, or the other thing is ice tires don't like snow. So then you get it all packed in and then basically you have Kind of slicks, so so there's you and then there's cutting of tires. So you know, uh, I know like my crew chief's got a tire cutter. So when I came into service, the first first stage, he cuts my tires to try to open them up a little bit more. So there's some different things you can kind of do, even if you don't have modern luxuries like you know studs or or uh, chains to put on the tires.
0: Our guys around here, you know, like on a Wednesday, they'll get some of them get together and rent a track for practice. How do you guys practice, or do you just race day is it?
2: Uh, You know, some events you can rent a road a day or two before the event. Uh, I also manage a team, um, and so I just set that up for them for this race in in Michigan. So the Wednesday before the race, they're gonna they'll come in and they'll do uh, a full day of practice. Now it won't be on. A road that we're going to get to race on, but in a hopefully it'll be one that's very similar, so they can wor- work on car setup, tire setup. As you can imagine, it's pretty expensive, so you know not all teams can you know afford to do that. Probably kind of like you're racing, um, but uh, you know in some areas we can't really can't really do testing. So it kind of depends on where you are and what's available.
1: So now I want to move into you you know, you talked about moving from a co driver to driver, but then starting Jankowski Motorsports and mm-hmm. taking that next step as a you know, a driver, a team owner, two car team. How how did you come about? I mean, obviously that's every every racer's goal is to someday own a team and be able to kind of manage that side, but how did that come about? Where what was your your thought process there?
2: Well, it had always been the goal, right? That's why I got into it you know, to begin with, to, to have my own car and team, but I'd been spending so many years helping other teams that I finally kind of realized, like, I want to have my own team. I'll take the things that I've learned over the last however many years and, and uh, you know, pick off the good stuff and, and good ideas and so forth and make my own team. And that's pretty much what I've done. So I had already built uh, a relationship with a bunch of brands over the years that had kind of moved along, you know, when i moved from team to team they would kind of come come with um and so that was pretty easy to transition them to my own team it's what they always wanted to do um and then kind of build that from there and as far as the race cars go um kind of embarrassed to say but most the one of the two has been sitting in the garage for a while just collecting dust and never getting around to racing it cuz i was too busy you know uh doing so many events a year for other teams and so, you know, at a certain point, you look at it and go, okay, so I really have no excuse here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the know how, I've got the partnerships, and I have cars. So, hello, let's figure it out. And that's kind of it. And what really finally drove me to make the leap a mentor of mine passed away from cancer a couple years ago. And he was always pushing me to start my own team and drive. He knew that's what I always wanted to do, but it's easy doing what you've been doing, right? Like sometimes it takes something to kind of push you, you know, make that leap. And uh, Henry Krolikowski was his name. And uh, he had, you know, been a rally driver for, geez, 30 years. A kick-ass driver, great guy, great human. And uh, so I said, you know what, Uh, I'm going to do it. And so that was kind of finally like what really pushed me to say, nope, I'm going to be selfish and, you know, start kind of focusing on myself and and putting together a team.
0: Do you look at it differently when you drive down, knowing that you have to pay all the bills of anything that gets (laughs) wrecked and tore up or you still all gung ho and all out?
2: You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I, it, it doesn't really change. I mean, obviously it's more expensive is the biggest part. Um, you know, that's what I noticed the most. The The philosophy is kind of always the same, you know. But, uh, yeah, I've always taken care of other people's equipment and, and such. But, yeah, the, the uh, expense has definitely gone up. <laughs> <laughs> and then looking
1: at, you know, this year, or this past year, I should say, Karen, obviously in our world, COVID kind of wrecked everything um, racing-wise. we still got a lot of races in. But yep. it was—we never knew whether we were racing. Some races had to move. We had no fans. We had limited fans. It was a—it was a moving target all the time. Absolutely. Did did rally racing see the same effect with with the COVID situation?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. We did. Is the short answer? Uh, you know, the season got off to kind of a really slow start. We had the snowdrift rally in January. Then there was a gap, and during that gap is when COVID pretty much hit. So everything from that point forward pretty much got either canceled or postponed. Then we started racing, um, mm-hmm. it was June. I think we got, finally got a race in. Um, we got, I think for the season, I think we ended up with like four events for the national championship, maybe five, I have to think about it, but not very many, you know. Uh, but it, we were happy to have something. And a few events were able to postpone until later in the year and get those in. So we kind of expect that's going to happen again. Tested a bunch of different kind of COVID rules. They worked really well. No spectators. That stinks. Um, But, you know, it's kind of our price for admission. From a road racing standpoint, um, we had one track up in Washington State that um, was able to get some races in. Um, and then slowly a few of the other tracks were able to as well. So season wise, uh, it's the least amount of races I've ever done since I've been racing, you know, only got a couple of events in, um, uh, but I was pretty happy of the events we did. Um, and then, you know, just kind of regrouping for this season and planning on getting more in, I think now that, uh, some events happened and then they went really well, we didn't have any. COVID positive cases as a result. The communities, you gotta remember, rally's tough because we're only typically in small towns. You know, a lot of these places are all in the middle of nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're in small towns and so your biggest concern is, you know, you don't wanna cause any challenges, you know, for services and things in these small towns. But, you know, knock on wood, we've done real well
1: and then another thing obviously being a female in motorsports um Mm -hmm. i think all of us want to see an increase in female participation in motorsports in whatever area it is Um, i know in oval racing we're starting to see a growth um, of female racers uh, especially at some of our lower classes what is female participation like in rally racing
2: uh i don't know of any other motorsports where there's more women participating than stage rally uh Hmm. any given time you'll see 30 percent of the folks that are racing are women um maybe uh, sometimes even more Uh, it fluctuates obviously right um and you know more co-drivers than drivers but we're getting more and more drivers as well it's really fun to see the younger generation i do a ton of mentoring because I love the sport, if you can't tell. And the biggest thing I can do is is help others get into the sport, get excited about the sport, um, and uh, kind of remove some of those barriers. And uh, it's really fun to see, you know, so many, you know, younger women, even than myself, that are excited about it and getting into it, and not just because their husbands or boyfriends are doing it, but because they like cars, they saw it on TV, and they wanted to give it a try. And that's fun. And then in Canada, it's interesting. Uh, I would say it's probably more higher number actually of women, um, and both drivers and co-drivers. Um, and they've been on TV a long time, so their version of ESPN has been running Rally for at least a decade, probably longer. So you know they probably have a little more awareness. Um, Rallycross. I don't know if you guys have much of that out there, but that's a really big feeder series for us right now. Um, we get a lot of people that. Um, get into rallycross cross um, and get excited about it, and then they build a rally car. Because whatever car you have in the garage, you can go to your local rally cross event and run it. You don't even have to have a cage. <laughs> so, the, you know, um, in the spring and summer here in the Pacific Northwest, we have a rally cross every other weekend or so. So for 30 bucks, you can race a half day, in whatever car you want and go have fun with your friends. You can have somebody uh, sitting in the passenger seat or not have anybody, you can dual drive, you can split a car with somebody, you know? So it's a just inexpensive, fun way. They do have more competitive classes where you do have to have a cage car and things like that. So, you know, it's kind of like a low barrier for entry or you can have a competitive car and fast car and be in a fast class.
0: Good thing we don't live out there.
2: That's
0: <laughs> I
1: was just getting ready to say.
0: If we lived out there, we would be in trouble. <laughs> we would we
1: would be in rallycross every weekend.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. We uh, we've got a bunch of dirt tracks. Uh, not as many as you guys do, uh, but like I said, I've got some friends that do some late model racing and some sprint racing, and so. there's not as much opportunity here so you might not like that but we make up for it on the other stuff
1: (laughs) well i was gonna say uh, you know somebody asked me today i was talking about you coming on they said are you the would this be the first person born in california that's been on and i said no because we had rico um on and i said nope this will be our second so pretty exciting we're getting everybody from the the west coast (laughs) now uh coming on the show
2: well, the question is, is Rico from Northern California or Southern California?
1: You know, the um, I think Rico is actually more Central, like Northern Central, I believe.
0: I, I don't know. I can't remember.
1: I believe there. so because he's in the uh, vineyards, um, the vineyard also area. Maybe,
2: okay. So Napa. So same as me. So very good. I mean, I'm Northern California. So, so
1: but uh, so yeah. But so if someone is interested in, in jumping in, obviously mm-hmm. the Rallycross events are a good way what would you tell a young young person that that gets into it because i will say this the interesting thing to me about rally racing is you know for us we always talk about how do we connect with the younger generation well we don't see a lot of dirt oval video games they're starting to come back thanks to tony stewart and some others but rally video games have always been hugely popular which obviously um so, what would you say to some of those young people that that want to say, "I don't want this to just be a video game. I want to go do this."
2: Yeah, it's um, like I said, it's not too difficult to get into, and I think that's why so many people like it, right? So, uh, if I want to go late model racing, right, I, there's a there's a barrier to get into that. For rally, it's not too hard. Um, you can either buy or build, so you can buy a rally car, or you can build whatever you got in the garage, you can build your own car. But most people will either do that, or they will rally cross, get some seat time, learn car control, driving on loose surfaces, you can go to a rally school. So there's uh, O'Neill Rally School that's out in um, New England area, New Hampshire area. And then you have Dirtfish, uh, which is in uh, my neck of the woods in Washington State, you got rally, Ready, uh, I think that's the name of it, it's in Texas. So you got a few different rally schools you can go to. So you could get a little taste there. They do like everything from a one-day school to a five-day school. I went to O'Neill a couple years ago, get a little like refresher, five-day school, and they put you in everything. So that's kind of the fun thing, like I got a two-wheel drive, front-wheel drive car, right? But you can um, drive, you drive a uh, all-wheel drive Subaru, you drive a rear-wheel drive BMW, you Drive a front-wheel-drive Fiesta, so they have you know so many different cars that you kind of learn how to drive a bunch of different things you know to get kind of comfortable. Uh, so you could do that. Uh, the other thing you can do, since we have races all over, is you can go to uh, NASA Rally or American Rally Association and see where your closest event is. Um, if you include the national championship and the club championship, we've got dozens of events. So. Pretty likely, you've got one that's not too, too far away. Now, yeah. if you're in the Carolinas, okay, or Florida, yes, they're a little farther, but <laughs> um, most of the most of the area, there's ones that aren't too far. And a lot of people will just go and volunteer. So mm-hmm. you go and volunteer, I'm chair of Oregon Trail Rally, put on a little plug, it's a May 22nd, 21st through the 23rd, basically is when it is. It's in the Portland, Oregon area. And, uh, you know, y- you come out, you volunteer, uh, we'll put you out in the forest. You can run, uh, the start control or the finish control, or you, you know, you get to see the cars as closer than anyone else and meet the teams and get a feel for it. So you'll learn how it works and you probably get a little swag too, you know, shirt and different things and, and you have fun and you meet other people. And so that's a really good way too. uh, you can crew for a team. Probably like you guys, you're always looking for some good crew. (laughs) And sometimes good, the definition is showing up.
0: Uh, (laughs) Willing heartbeat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because most of us don't have the budget to pay. So, you know, it is volunteers, when we appreciate it very much. But uh, so, you know, folks that that show up. But anyway, so you can crew. And that's the other opportunity. So, like I said, the easiest thing is go and volunteer at an event. Then you learn what it's all about. You like it, you can either rally cross, or you can really step up and either buy or build a car. Or you can co-drive. So co-driving is not as hard as you think to get into. There's always somebody looking for someone, as long as you don't get car sick. And when I say car sick, I mean, because everyone always says, everybody that I coach and mentor, they always go, oh, I don't get car sick. I go, okay. You got a dirt road somewhere nearby. It's kind of bumpy. Yeah. All right. So ha- have your friend go give you a ride on that dirt road and read a book to him and then let me know <laughs> and then do it at night because <laughs> night gets a lot of people. And so, um, yeah, just make sure you don't throw up cause that's just bad in the car. <laughs> that's a good way to not get invited back. Exactly. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, like I said, it's pretty simple, right? Um, and I was surprised how easy it was to get into endurance racing. I'd always had this perception that, you know, I want to do some road racing and that's super hard or difficult to get into. And I found it was almost as easy as, as what I'm doing in rally you know endurance racing you've got you know typically you want to run between like two to four drivers so as you can imagine somebody's always looking for a driver and uh so there was there was a lot of opportunities there and that was a blast that's i had an absolute blast doing it and definitely going to step up the program for this year in uh, lucky dog racing too
1: so i also want to ask this as you know you've talked about you got the team started it was the ultimate goal but mm-hmm. i know you're obviously a competitor you can tell it just in the way you talk so there's got to be a new goal now what what is the what's the goal going forward in 2021 and beyond
2: uh it's a couple of fold so one organizing an event was is actually a 2021 goal so i want to learn what that's like because you know it, it's so unique normally, like I said, you go to a racetrack, right? And the racetrack owner, they organize the whole thing. But for us, you you have an event organizer and they organize everything. And there's so much complexity because of moving around, you know, each day it's in a different place and, and getting all of the necessary permits and all of that. So that was the first goal is I really wanted to learn that part and give back to the sport because it's not a paying role. It's, you know, a volunteer and it's a lot of hours. And so I want to learn that. And then beyond that, uh, really want to step up our endurance racing program. I love rally. We're still going to rally. Absolutely. Uh, as much as, you know, happens, but, uh, I also want to get good at, at endurance racing. And when I say get good, I want to learn more. Um, there's so much to learn to it, um, that I am so excited to, to kind of figure it out. We've got a really good car. My, we drive, I have a Dodge neon SRT four that was uh, originally built for an SCCA class called showroom stock, kind of back in the day. So it's a stock class, and it's uh, it's a fun car. It's fast, <laughs> it's fun, uh, and it doesn't try to kill me like my Caliber does. <laughs> um, the Caliber is named the Beast for many reasons, uh, but uh, you know, so doing more of those races, absolutely, uh, and it's a blast. Um, and then, um, from the rally perspective, it's more now of driving events that are on my bucket list, going to events that I've had super success as a co-driver, but now I want to take my team there and I want to tackle those roads, you know, so some close to home, but, you know, maybe branching out a little bit farther, like, uh, you know, Minnesota and depending on budget, I really like to go back to Michigan. There's a race called Lake Superior uh, performance rally. It's up in Northern Michigan and that's where I got engaged. So thank God my husband is a car guy. Um, because I don't know how he'd put up with me if he wasn't and he's my crew chief and he's the best crew chief I've ever been a part of. So I'm very fortunate, uh, that, um, you know, I have such a great crew chief and car builder, so I'd love to go back there. It'd be really special. Um, And, uh, and that's how I felt doing Oregon trail rally last year, um, or two years ago when I started the team, I said, you know what? I want to do Oregon trail rally. That's where I started. It was my first event and now it's going to be my first event as a team owner. And that was, that was a very emotional and very cool, uh, moment, you know, to be able to do that, Yeah, you know, see everything kind of full circle.
1: Well, Karen, we are, we're at almost an hour in, um, which is it, it goes fast, but before we finish up, I, we always want to give everybody a chance to thank their sponsors and those that help them get to the track. Um, so please let us know who are those, those partnerships, relationships you have, and and who's those people in the crew that help you get there every week.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're right. Without the, the sponsor partners, we wouldn't do what we do. Um, it's kind of unique sport from that perspective, right? Uh, So scrub blade uh, windshield wipers, uh, if you go to their website, it's Jankowski Motorsports promo code, gets you free shipping and 20% off best wiper blades in the market. Uh, They specialize in not only cleaning the windshield, but they also scrub it. So if you get a lot of dirt and stuff, uh, they do a great job and they're just the the nicest people and great products and uh, Amsoil um, and, uh, you know, obviously uh, excellent synthetic oils, been around forever, and uh, great great people as well. A melee design firm, um, and they do battery mounts. So if you're looking to shed some weight in your race car, um, that's what I did. Um, between being able to use the custom mount and use the battery I actually wanted instead of what fit, I saved about 20 pounds. And for me, that's a lot because I got a fat car. So um, she needs to go on a diet, but don't tell her that. So, you know, that was a good way to, to kind shed of some, shed some pounds. And, um, and I went with an Odyssey battery. So they've been a great uh, supporter and uh, that worked out great. Um, and if you guys haven't checked out Checkered, I'm going to put a plug in for them. Um, and you would definitely want to check them out. So a lot of people uh, like myself, I only go on Facebook because of the racing stuff and I try to navigate through all the other stuff but it's really cuz of racing. So this guy decided, you know what? We need to have a platform for just racers. Nothing else is allowed. You can't pick po- post pictures of your kids or your dogs or your political thing or whatever it is. It's just race cars, just cars. It sounds and like heaven. Really yeah, that's what of- I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really big group of uh, dirt track, sprint cars, late model, uh, not as many rally yet, but we're getting there. And um, it just started, the app just started in the summer. So you like talk about getting in on the ground floor. Uh, it's pretty exciting. So it's C-H-C-K-R-D. They're in the uh, Apple store, Android store, so forth. And uh, it's it's um, how I've met actually uh, not only a few new sponsors, but uh, a bunch of um, People from all different kinds of racing. It, it's so much fun learning about all of these other types of motorsports that I would not have a lot of visibility to, you know? Um, so, uh, so that's been a lot of fun. So, you definitely guys want to check that out. Um, and they got a lot of neat programs. And um, uh, trying to think, I probably missed somebody and that would be bad. But um, anyway, so that's. Uh, That's kind of the primary, and uh, oh, I know, cool shirts. So if you race anywhere that's hot, which rally does, you know, the the cool the cool suits, uh, you know, work work really good because they run through cold water and Mm -hmm. keeps you cool. They've got a new head head sock that's uh, kind of excited to try that this season, that actually goes under your uh, on top of your helmet, and kind of cools your head down too. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a lot of the products that I use are all things, or partners are all things I use in the rally car. Um, But it's nice to be able to see kind of crossover with other kind of racing like the endurance racing I've been doing too. (laughs) Um, As far as crew goes, I mean the biggest shout out is my husband and crew chief, you know, because uh, he fixes it when I break it, (laughs) he keeps it running when we're racing, and uh, puts up with all my crazy shenanigans. and uh you know we have other people that race on the team mitch meadows uh is my crazy co-driver and i say crazy because co-drives for me (laughs) and uh and also has been doing some road racing with me and uh, a great guy and and so um yeah it's like you said it's without folks like that and that support that you know make it possible
1: well karen i i want to say this and and I know I mean this, and we say it almost every week when, when we have somebody on, but we started this two and a half years ago. Yeah. This is actually episode 112. Wow, um, congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, I'd
2: like it to be 53 because that's a car number, but
1: you know. <laughs> Honestly, when we started this, though, we thought it would be Matt and I sitting here just shooting the bull about what we love all the time. And it's been amazing to see the people we've been able to connect with and to connect with someone in the Portland, Oregon area, doing something that we don't know about. And I I have literally been excited all day because I love learning. Uh, Uh, I love to learn about new things. So thank you. Um, We appreciate you. Uh, you. We will stay in touch because if you end up back in Michigan or somewhere near or we may just have to jump on and, and head out to Portland area to volunteer, Matt. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd
2: love to have you at my event. I'll put you to work, because, well, but only the good stuff, you know, the, the, the good assignments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't
1: want to clean porta potties or anything like that. That's usually a job they give us around here. Uh,
2: uh, maybe I don't even want to ask why. <laughs>
1: well, you know, you make that comment, we want to do every job at the track, and then you forget about some of them you didn't yeah. really want to do uh and we've done about all of them (laughs) yeah unfortunately (laughs) i hear you (laughs) but we wish you the best of luck thank you so much for taking time out to come on and talk to us and uh you know good luck with everything and like i said we'll be in touch and and be following along with you this year
2: yeah it was great meeting you guys and if you or or your listeners have any question about rally just uh send me a message facebook is jankowski motorsports Um, and uh, if you're on Instagram, it's my name, so pretty hard, you know, it's Karen Jankowski. Mm -hmm. Um, YouTube, same, Karen Jankowski. Um, And Twitter, I'm Rally Racer, so I'm pretty easy to find, or when in doubt, just type in Caliber Rally and you'll definitely find me, because I'm the only one that races a caliber, like, at all. So, (laughs) Um, but hit me up if you have questions. Love seeing new people in the sport, and I love seeing you guys' enthusiasm. Uh, for the sport that I love so much. And I'd love to have you guys come out to a race. So, you know, if you guys look at the schedule on the American Rally Association um, page and you say, hey, this is what I want to go to, let me know and I'll help you figure it out.
1: You're awesome. awesome. We'll be in touch.
2: Okay, well, hey, great to meet you guys. Thank you again. (laughs) Thank
1: Thank you, you. Karen. Have a great night. Thanks, you too. Bye. Matt, I got to say this. Uh, Here before we, we log off, but... Uh, we've had a lot of, of great episodes over the 112 we've done uh I, I agree and some favorites but
0: that was one where both of us were locked in i, I think with we, questions to learn i mean when say we i usually ask questions just so the listeners get an answer yeah
1: a lot yeah. of times we know the answer yeah i knew none of
0: that yeah i was gonna say <laughs> everything i asked is because i wanted i wanted to know yes. You know, a lot of times it's like, I'm going to ask this so the listeners get the answer that they, they might be wondering. Yeah, or and, we
1: know the person that's sitting here. So we ask a question because we know it's going to lead to a story we want to tell. I, I, now, don't get me wrong. If you ever get a chance, she's got an impressive resume yes. she sent. So we did have information yes. ahead of time. But just you can tell, A very very passionate about what she does oh, yes. and i don't care what kind of racing you're in that passion is is awesome to see i agree and be extremely knowledgeable yes she knows what she's doing and just cool i mean that, that was I, i'll be honest i've been excited all day but that one was was a lot of fun
0: i was being honest too and i said it's a good thing we didn't live out by her because we would be driving a rally cross all the time
1: oh yeah we'd have like an old astro van so we could bring more friends <laughs> And we'd
0: have five co-drivers. Cool
1: You'd <laughs> be the only team in an Astro van.
0: Yeah. The, the rollover warning would be a real... Well, we'd just time. have a move inside the van to shift the weight in the corners, see? We'd be the only only out car out there with shifting weight. <laughs> the, co-
1: the, the co-driver in the front seat would be telling you where to turn. Everybody in the back would be,
0: move left! <laughs> You know the old motorcycle when they rode in the sidecar, they leaned way out. You know that'd be our guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I I forgot though
1: one question I meant to ask for our buddies Zach Burton and Steve Beaton. I meant to ask if
0: they had Uke tires in oh. rally. I'm gonna say probably not, but they probably got trees and ditches and things a lot worse. And I and I know that you've not seen Facebook uh, because you're
1: not on there, but um, I. I I think I hurt Zach's feelings, uh, and I didn't mean to. I was trying to give him a compliment, and I guess he took it as it wasn't. But if you haven't seen, you know, a shout-out here to M2 Designs. It, it, those two girls, man, what they're doing with tumblers is just unbelievable. And they recently have gotten a, a new process to where they can basically digitize whatever photo you want and wrap the yeah. complete cup. So they put up a Zach Burton cup. Looked awesome. Uh, Only complaint I have is it's the old car. It's not the thirsty goat car, which why you wouldn't put the goat on there, I don't know. Right. But Zach made a comment under the post and said, again, these two girls prove that Steve Peden is the uh, third best sister in the Peden girls. Um And I commented to support Zach because, you know, Steve made one of his ridiculous comments about just smash that cup or something, you know, how Steve can be. And I said, Zach, I've heard a lot of very unintelligent things come out of your mouth, but this is one of the smartest things you've ever said. And I couldn't agree more that Steve is definitely the third of the, the great Peden sisters.
0: And Zach was offended by that. Yeah. I got a crying emoji. Like I, That might have been laughing so hard he was crying. Oh, that's probably true. That's probably true. Um, Hey, we did think of Steve while We was at 411 over the weekend. (laughs) We had a car down there run over his nose, too. (laughs) And as soon as he did it, we both looked at each other and said, Steve (laughs) Peden. Well, (laughs) Peden snuck down there in somebody else's car. (laughs) The race was over. He was going through one and two to go into the pits, and the nose folds underneath the front tires. I mean, that was what happened at four eleven. <laughs> See, Steve, it's not just you. <laughs> so. That's that is a true story, though.
1: <laughs> well, Matt, I I will say this, man. I I know that you've already got your first race in for twenty twenty one, but. uh I will say, first episode for us here in the new year, and, and I am excited about this year. I think there's going to be some some really exciting stuff. I agree. Do want to say this. If you haven't seen yet, go check out the Salem Speedway schedule. Uh, they made some adjustments. Um, the ARCA race has been moved. Originally, ARCA had scheduled that race on the same day as the Jackson 100. And I, I want to give a big shout out to Bill Nicely here, owner and promoter at Salem Speedway, because you know, obviously, Arca coming into Salem Speedway is a big deal for oh, Bill yeah. as a promoter. Yeah, but he worked with Arca, was able to find another date to get them in there, um, because that—that's what it's
0: about, you know. This whole—that's that's fantastic. He—he he was willing to do that.
1: This whole we—we got to compete to steal everybody's, you know, fans. Because I'll be the first to admit, I was extremely, you know, torn with that. I mean, I was, I hate to say it, I was going to choose the Jackson over it because it's the Jackson. But right yeah, but Arca being at, at Salem, that's a tough call for me because oh, yeah. I I wouldn't mind seeing that. So shout out to him. But with that, they made a move on the Halloween two hundred. Uh, they actually bumped it back. It's going to be October twenty fourth. So it's getting back to true Halloween, Halloween time. Halloween time um so i just got to give a shout out to bill you know i I thought in today's world with the competition between tracks and some of the junk we see that goes on you know there's a guy who you know arca came in with that day realized it was jackson 100 worked with them to make a change and i can't say enough about bill nicely and um those guys down at salem speedway that's awesome so go check that out but uh guys we'll be back in two weeks uh, here on Throttled Up. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Again, go check out uh, Jankowski Motorsports. Uh, don't forget, I, I wrote it down there because even though I'm not a rally racer, I don't know what scrub blades cost, but I thought, I may need those just for nights leaving the track after the dirt has settled on the the front windshield of the car. So
0: I have rode with you, though. Y- 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 you... I felt like I was a co-driver. <laughs> jeep wave
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody thanks join us again next week
0: you had me till jeep wave